What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. I am here in the satellite office with little bro. Jace, how are you? What up, guys? Cooling. Uh, Big Gun Gunner, how you doing, man? What's good? What's good? Just had to uh, clean up a lot of uh, spaghetti with a almost one-year-old, so sorry I'm a little late. Nobody knows that. Chief, what's up with you, man? <laughs> hey, what's going on? What's going on? Cooling. How's everything? I can't complain. Give me a minute. Jay King, what's up with you? Man, I'm good, man. I can't complain. You know, nobody wants to hear my problems. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. my complaint list. Yeah. Fellas, we've reached another milestone. This is episode 75 of Lyle's Movie Files. Give yourselves a square of applause, please. Woohoo! Yeah! Woohoo! Bye! Right. Okay, so let's jump into all this stuff. Sunday, The Walking Dead decided to go straight up Game of Thrones. For people who read the comic book, they knew exactly what was going down. But for people like me and Jace, this was quite the shocker. This was the, <laughs> I wouldn't say culmination, but this is pretty much the escalation of the war between the Whisperers and the four communities. And everybody decided now was the time to come together. It was their time. And not everyone survived this episode. It was crazy. Because they did this big tease like, oh, is this person getting killed? Or is this person getting killed? And they didn't mess around. They actually killed pretty significant and important people this episode. I know, Javon, you've been slacking despite our pleas to watch and catch up on The Walking Dead, so I'm not going to spoil who got killed. Oh, but... Don't worry about that. I don't care about that. I never care about that. Javon, I'm warning you. There was some real... Yeah. I, I, Jay, I, don't, I don't care. It don't matter. It don't matter to me. I'm still going to watch it. Okay. I mean, it, it has a real dramatic effect. Gunner, are you going to watch this or what, man? Yeah, I don't watch the show, man. It's like so boring to me now. Like, just tell me that I I watch the episodes that are exciting, and the ones that I rarely like. When I rarely picked up that comic, right? Like, I was like, oh yeah, they in DC. Let me let me pick this one up because I like to do with the bat. Like that's that's that much. That's the extent of my Walking Dead fandom, right? Hunter. Like to do with the bat. Like, <laughs> I'm good. So what happened? Other than the that, two seasons have been terrible. I mean, they, not terrible. They maybe out of like. 15, 16 episodes, they probably had five really good episodes, two or three okay, and the rest were slogs to sit through, where it was like, okay, something cool is going to happen, and that typically was the case, but it was just, you had to wait so long to get to the good stuff. This season, season nine, has been great. I don't feel like there's been a lot of slacker episodes they have a new showrunner, and she has dramatically changed how everything played out. Um, well, that's good, because my, you really my issue watch. with Walking Dead, for real, was like, okay, if Gotham got better, and you know I was like, yo, I'm done with the show. Like, this mm-hmm. show's terrible. If Gotham got, like, that much, I mean, it got better, like, that second season, right? I was just like, yo, this is actually watchable now. And then it yeah. got better and better and better. Right. I'm just like Walking Dead got too many highs, and when it was low, it was like low. Yeah, it's like really low. Yeah. It's like like I, do I fire this guy? That was like when he's high, he's really great, but when he comes in high, 
Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what should I, <laughs> you know? I'm like, eh, because his lows are extremely low. So it's like. Stephon Marbury. Only, last, right. last week's episode was the only episode that didn't like, oh, this set, this is really good. That was the setup. And that setup paid off perfectly for this week. But who died then? Shit. <laughs> I want to know who died. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you. But if you haven't been watching, the significance of some of these characters isn't going to mean as much. That's the whole point. That's why, that's why I say you can tell me. All right, man. All right. So Spoilers happening, people. You've been warned. So basically, the Whispers have now become like the terrorist faction in The Walking Dead. They run around in Walker uh, skin. And I know that part. Hey, man, I got to set it up now. Hold on. Oh, I but I'm setting it up now. So the whispers have been going around killing people. They already killed Jesus. And when they killed him, it was a shock because they're like, oh, man, these jokers aren't messing around. And typically with The Walking Dead, when they kill a semi-important character, it's like, oh, okay, things are about to get good and interesting. And then they spend three or four episodes thinking, oh, man, they killed this person. And that's it until the big fight. That hasn't been the case with this whisper storyline. They have been like building up to this big war since that moment. And so like I'm not gonna explain how it all happened, but they killed off Tara and Enid. Thank God. See, I mean, but those characters, the way they played them out, it actually mattered that they killed them was like, shoot, you guys killed them. And I'm not mentioning a few other characters who were one in particular was really important. It was like a real shock. But I, I know, like Jeff, how they've done this season where people, nobody has that veil of protection. I mean, Daryl and Carol, probably, but everybody else is fair game. Chief, what do you think about that? Uh, well, yeah, the the, uh, the whispers for the new element this season. Um, uh I liked the last three episodes probably um probably the best. Um the one uh especially the one explaining how uh Michonne got to the way she was all oh, yeah. uh you know what I mean? All she how she just didn't give a damn about the communities no more. She was acting all standoffish. Um explaining the scar on her body. Um, that episode there was a damn good episode. Um, so, you know, it was one of those episodes that after the episode ended, I was like, damn, yeah, I probably have to watch that episode again just to just to go through everything that happened. Now, this last episode um, with the whispers and the and the and the and the the, the body count. I, you know, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, you know, the way she, the way the uh, the leader let everybody go. Um, you know, I was, you know, because you know everybody was meeting up, and I was like, okay, they, she obviously did let everybody go. That's what I was thinking. I was like, then, you know, you saw the, you saw the heads in the horizon, and we were like, mm. um, <laughs> so I. The terror, terror was a shock to me because, I mean, like I said, earlier that episode, she was, you know, alive, well, doing the thing. Um, 
the uh, uh, the kids. I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, you don't see a lot of young kids uh, die. Like kids die in the in the um, in the episode. I mean, but you know, when you see a kid die, that's usually it's one of those episodes where it's shocking. Like like uh, for example, the the girl that uh, Rick was getting to know and he liked. And right. her son got nervous as they made it, their way through the walkers, and he started calling that. out for his mother. I love that. So, yeah, but but what I'm saying is, when when the kid dies, it's usually like you're like, oh, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, it's a shocker, like the little girls. That was right. a more shocker one. Right, because you you know when you watch oh, walkers, um, as you as you watch walkers every week, um, the walkers, you know, really a hundred percent out of time, they're adults. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't see no like like it doesn't look like any children were bitten. You you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, every time you see a walker, it's just adults, and, right. and you know there's got to be children walkers out there, but they don't really have them because what you know they don't want you stabbing children in the head on TV. Right. So, um, when I saw the kids, even though they're teenage kids, when I saw the kids up there, I was just like, damn. I said they pulled this one down. They even they even left the glasses on one of the girls. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like really? <laughs> like put her glasses back on. Yeah, for um, <laughs> effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and I found myself watching the episode, and then going back and then watching the people alive again in the episode. Yeah, so I can match them up again on Monday. It was, I've never done that. With too many, I, I shouldn't say never, but I've done that with very few episodes of The Walking Dead. But I just ended up watching the whole thing over again. This was like, mm-hmm. man, really sets you up to to feel these people. Because yeah. I think what was really what stood out was how they had introduced so many new characters over the course of this season, and it just felt like, okay, well they're going to be around for a long time. We've got to fill in some of these gaps of like losing Glenn and Abraham. Well all these various characters, and it seemed like, okay, these are the new blood. And it's like, nope, they are not. Well, Jeff, I'm, I, t- from the perspective of somebody who jumped ship, may it, it seems like too soon, I I'm going to tell you this. No, I, I know it. I mean, I know it. I'm going to get to it, but, you know, give me some time. Um, I, I feel I feel what you're saying exactly, because they were setting Tara up in the first half of, that, of this season mm-hmm. to be the new leader of the Hilltop. Right. In my opinion. Oh yeah, oh, they did. They, yeah, they were. So now to hear that she's dead, I mean, I've always been hard on Tara. I've always been hard on Enid, but at the same time, they've grown to become essential cast members. They had grown to become essential cast members uh, for the show, and to know that they're dead. I mean, I, I Josh, when I say okay, thank God, but at the same time, it's like damn, they were kind of built to be, like you said, the next generation of leaders for the communities of the show. Mm-hmm. So now that they're gone. My question is this. Why did they let Scott Gimple run this show to the point where it was on its its last legs and then bring in, what's it, Angela Chang? Is that, am I, am I getting it right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, she's kicking ass. So, so, so good that it was like, well, we can't kill the Golden Goose, but over the course of the last year, well, he's not plummeted so much. It's like, well, let's change up. Let, but that's the thing about it. He's not the golden goose here. 
No. Gimple's not the golden hoop. But it was yeah, like, yeah. He, he was staring the ship, and it was like, well, the ratings are still fine. It's still the number one show on cable. Let's yeah. keep it going. Well, I rocked the boat. I get it. Right. Yeah. And so when they started dropping to the point where it was kind of noticeable, and more people were like, well, I'd like to leave, they were thinking maybe we need to do something to shake things up. Right. And Angela King has done this show so much justice. I wish they had made the switch earlier to like exactly. the Star War because yeah. I think her spin on that would have been so much better. It would have gotten rid of so many of those filler episodes where it's like, we get it, they're beaten down and they're demoralized. Let's get on to them fighting back. Because that killed that momentum in that season. It like did. I think Bill Glenn and Abraham was like, shoot, what you going to do now, Rick? Oh, you're going to vote for eight episodes. Wow, okay. Right. And Jeff, I'm going to tell you something. The end of the Savior's War, and I know I probably said this before, I know I said it before, was so anticlimactic that you felt like, okay, so what the hell were the last two seasons even for? That, that's how I walked away from it. The anticlimactic Rick and Negan fight, the fight that they had when they were stuck in that warehouse was filled with more drama and was more intense than their final battle. That really. Was in the fire. Well, okay, I mean, but other than that, their dialogue, everything building up to it, you were like, yeah, I can't wait for Rick to get a piece of him. I can't wait if you're Team Rick. And if you're like Team Negan, you're like, I can't wait for Negan to get a hold of Rick. And you know what I mean? Yeah. For, to get to from that to, wait a minute, now I'm going to stab you in the neck. It was like, come on, dude, seriously, this is what you gave us? This I mean, honestly, when he stabbed him in the neck, I was like, yo, we're actually going to kill Negan? So I thought that was kind of ballsy. I didn't, I mean, I knew from the comic they weren't going to kill him. And it's one of those things where it's like, Negan is such a crucial character, apparently, that killing him too soon would have been wrong. It would have been a big mistake. But Jeff, yeah. tell me this. Tell me this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what What's Negan up to right now? Uh, well, I think, see, man, season nine has been so good, man. It's like, I'm trying to think of another show where it had two, like, really bad seasons. Oh, Arrow. Arrow was, like, Arrow at season three, <laughs> it was midway, it was really good, and then it just kind of fell off the cliff the second half, and then season four is just complete trash, and then season five came around, and it was like, oh, shoot, Arrow's back. This is that feel with Walking Dead. Like, I'm not going to hate and act like I didn't like some of those episodes in seven and eight, because I really did, but season nine has just fixed so many of the problems. Like, the walkers feel like a threat now, as opposed to back in the day, where it was... Um, oh, look, it's walkers. They're going to kill them. No, now it's like, oh, shoot, they're walkers. And they've come up with creative takes on, like, oh, shoot, here's a swamp walker, or here's this kind of walker. Where it's like, okay, I haven't seen this before. And here's walkers at a concession stand. I mean, it's just crazy stuff that have actually made them more than just the lumbering hunks of uh, sword fodder. And to answer your question about Negan, they have set him up that he doesn't really like he's trying to figure out what his place is now and they have done it in a way where it's not like Negan's been all cocky and full of swagger like he was when he was on top of uh, Sanctuary mm-hmm. and um, so now it's like little humble Negan but he still has that edge to him he's still himself and, right and because so many characters who had real genuine beef who were there in that circle when he smashed Glenn and Abraham's head in aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they can start over. 
Yeah, like they can work him into this mix. Which would be really smart. Yeah, with a bigger threat like the Whispers, they can actually work him in. Like, okay. They need somebody like that. Yeah, they need Negan. They need a Negan. And he's not going to be the leader or anything. But I think they've finally reached a point where Negan could be useful outside of just being a big bad now. Because okay. uh, the leader, the leader of the whispers reminds me of Negan. Like yeah. she's that, she's cold. Like that, that'll be a good Negan matching wits against her would be kind of, because nobody else is really, nobody else is really that cold in there. You know what I mean? Uh, like even after all these seasons, they, uh, you, like nobody has emerged. Like for a while, Carol had become like this, this killer. Which I, I enjoyed uh, seeing that about her. Like you knew you knew Cal was gonna kill. You know what I mean? But then they softened her character up, which is fine. But we we now we need to go back to to like a character that's that that's a killer. Like because you know after all this time you've got to have developed. You know what I mean? Some 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 like just some some gangsterism in your heart for it all. Yeah. Because uh, I know Javon was talking about this earlier. One reason he was bailing, I think this season's done an amazing job of rehabilitating Daryl, where he's not like this edgy, brooding bad boy like he'd become, and now he's like kind of dangerous again. He's not trying to be the new leader. He's like the Snake Eyes of the Walking Dead crew or the Wolverine before the movies, where he's like just he, like, you know Daryl's about to get in him when he gets there. Like and he always should have been. Right. And they've totally fixed him. Maybe the best, the best thing they've done all season outside of establishing the Whispers as the greatest threat to this crew. What would you think, Jason? Okay. Javon uh, and anybody who jumped off, I don't know it, what next season holds for The Walking Dead, but I think you... I mean, if you've ever been a fan of this show, I think you owe it to yourself to watch this season. Because when they introduce the uh, whispers, I mean, because like we were all speculating, oh my gosh, they got. Some, I mean, especially us who didn't watch the uh, read the comic, we didn't know there was any kind of whispers. We just like, oh wait, the zombies evolving. Like this is something new. I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Then when you saw them kill Jesus, like, oh shoot, it's dude, it's people. And then you saw the reveal that it's like the whispers are like, oh, shoot, this is really something different. And these last couple episodes have just been like, yeah, you, you, you like I said, you owe it to yourself to watch this stuff because it's been so good. Uh, as from the last, I, I also was like, a lot of people, uh, I, I had taken a little too much of the NCAN and didn't get back in time to watch Walking Dead. So I have the part of the DVR fiasco, and luckily my uh, system let me rewind for that last half hour that almost everybody was like, wait, that wasn't the end of the episode. What the hell happened? I mean, that was, that was like funny, but it's like, everybody was like, no, nah, we know something happened. Like, there's a scene, there was like such a, it's like a scene cliffhanger. You're like, nah, this ain't the end of this episode. It was like, wait, what happened? Like, Something real happened. Like you gotta find out what happened. And then I, it was just everybody's like, "Yeah, it happened to me." Did you watch it? Yes, I did. It was phenomenal. I saw it. All right, so let let's uh, yeah, guys, 
Catch up on season nine of Walking Dead. The season finale is this week, and Norman Reedus said that the season finale is a stunner. And after this week's episode, I'm inclined to go along with their hype because it's been so good. And I think season nine is definitely one of the top three seasons of the show. It's been that good. So definitely check it out. Moving on to the Arrowverse. Um, I've been catching up on Supergirl. I'm actually caught up on Supergirl now. Yay. Um, yeah. So Lex Luthor, John Cryer is there. And I have to say, even though I hate the goatee because it's like, why can't you just shave for this role? I don't think he's a bad Lex Luthor. And this last episode, The House of L, was probably my favorite of this season. And just because he was, he was Lex Luthor. And he was doing all kinds of Lex Luthor things. I didn't even mind the Tony Stark uh, super suit that he was wearing. How it just kind of snapped on him. Like the armor. It's like, okay. Well, they did that for Lena when she used it. Okay, yeah. They're not Lena Lillian. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, that was that was fine. Um, but it's, I, I keep tripping on Supergirl, man. She is she's such an interesting character because she's so head in the clouds. And her perspective on right and wrong is really sketchy. Chief, what do you? All right. So I wish I had taken notes. Of, so you like this episode here? The week before was was Wag Daddy. Straight, straight. I mean, it was. It was straight Wait, Dr. Daddy the week before. You didn't like the intro, Lex? No, I um. There's so many. I should have took notes because now it's two weeks ago in my head, and I've tried to forget that episode for the most part. Um, but the way they did that whole Lex escaping jail, uh, he was sick. So this dude tried to destroy everyone, and they let him go to his house? Like, where? what? So I didn't even understand that. Anyways, so let's, let's just skip. I'm going to... At some point in time, I'm going to rewatch that episode. I'm going to come back to it, and um, we can uh, break it down further. All right. <laughs> so what do you think of this week's show? Um, this week's show was um, – so this week's show was – here's the thing. All right, so it was more shenanigans again. And you like John I – mean, <laughs> I like the Lex Luthor, uh, the Lex Luthor type things that he did for, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, Lex, Lex, Lex is a guy who, yeah, he, he, he has that confidence about him. Um, he is also in like pretty good shape. Like, John Cryer, when I look at John Cryer, man, I don't know because of his past movie roles or whatever maybe, but I just think of a little wimpy guy. There's no, I don't get a, like, damn, this is the perfect Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? I, just, for me, it's just like, okay, they, they got him, they got Lex Luthor doing the right thing, but they got Lex Luthor, they got a, a you know, exactly. a five foot, right, they got a five foot one dude playing Lex Luthor. And um, I don't know if I'm with that. I just, I'm not a, you know, um, I, I don't know. So as far as Lex Luthor, I don't know with John. 
But like I said, I watched the episode. It was okay. Um, I don't. I'm not sure where they're going this season with all this shenanigans. There's a bunch of shenanigans going on in Supergirl. They're trying to lose you in the sauce for some reason. It seems to me because every week it gets more and more confusing of the characters, their powers, their abilities, who's 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 doing what. It's just it's a general jumble mess in there. So. And I will agree on this part because it feels like they have totally abandoned the whole Manchester Black storyline and and the whole elite. And that seemed like a big focus in the whole uh, Sons of Liberty. We totally dropped them now to focus on like, all right, James, what are you thinking here? You got a face going. Yes, I do. Okay. As, as I was talking about Gotham, in a positive sense, you can't focus on the main storyline every episode because then you're like, why haven't y'all solved this in five minutes? Them having multiple issues to deal with. Like, we saw the reveal of Supergirl, the alternate Supergirl in the beginning of the season. We didn't know where the hell they were going with that. So now, they're telling you, hey, here's what we were doing with this. Like, it's, I mean, Lex Luthor was, you know, is now grooming this girl to kind of make Supergirl enemy number one. Like, so he can now become the savior because guess what? Superman decided to take a nine-month honeymoon in a candor extended. So eternity may- leave. Yeah, the turn. Right. Thank you. So and Manchester Black is now quote on possibly dead. So that's the leader no more. So let's. It's time to go to something else on that. Now, what I didn't understand is. I thought the serum did not give James superpowers, but somehow it gave Lex superpowers that he only used one time to fight Supergirl and then throw a the golden, I mean, I'm sorry, Daily Planet globe on her and then pieced out and somehow she was incapacitated by a globe. Okay. Hey, at least it wasn't a car. Right. Yes, Chief would have very, I would have been note number one on Chief's uh, take on Supergirl. But the rest of the episodes, like, all right, Lex is setting up a good strategy. Supergirl is, as he said, almost from the beginning of the season, it's like, I'm used to solving problems with my fist. I don't know how to deal with these regular folk. So overall, that works out very well. Is uh, uh, for the complete part of this, this, uh, part of the season, so I, I actually liked it. I mean, John Cryer is beside the writers, John Cryer is nobody's number one Lex Luthor. It's just <laughs> I mean, I don't think he really cracks most people's top ten. But he wasn't horrible, and I'll take that as a good sign and see how it goes from there. So, Gunner, on the Arrowverse, where are you right now? We know Arrow is wrapping up next season. Are you watching any of these shows anymore? Yeah, I got to catch up, but, you know, every now and then you need a break. I just I just got tired of, I mean, Supergirl, Supergirl, ain't nothing else to say. I just got tired of that. Man. I like Manchester Black, but then I realized, oh, this dude ain't got his powers for it? Okay, I'm done. Next. Yeah. Um, the whole, I'm, I'm really, really tired of Brainiac's character here. And the way it's portrayed at the same time. 
it gets like, worse at the like, same time. He's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just like, like, on Flash, I can deal with Ralph because you know what? The actor's cool. He's just dealing with annoying writing, right? Mm-hmm. But the actor's cool, and then every now and then they'll bring him out, right? Like, he'll be a nice guy or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, and they remember he's part of the cast, which is weird. Which is still weird, but hot. Whatever. But, yeah, Brainiac, I'm like, I don't even understand why he's still here. I don't even like the act. The acting is terrible. Like, the writing's terrible. So that character just needs to go away. So I just had to, like, I'm like, I'm taking a break from that. Then you got Arrow. I, uh, I guess, I think I said this in a previous episode. I was done. I'm just like, I just need to, like, stop and then bench the rest. Just go all the way through. Because I'm just the whole flash forward thing is like I you know like I said before you know before in the previous previous seasons you had the island and this past and you know China and and and, and, and Russia so you knew what it was leading up to right the boat all that stuff right you know what it was leading up to at some point the future thing I'm like I don't know where you're going and then the present day. Hold on. And then the present day, you're exactly, that's what I'm getting at. In the present day, they really don't know where they're going either. So I'm like, no one knows where they're going, and I don't really care. And usually when someone doesn't know where they're going, I get out of the car. So <laughs> I have no reason to watch Arrow right now, like, as, like, you know, week by week. I'll just, like, I'll just binge it, just be like, all right, let's see how bad they got, right? Um, like, nothing's keeping me there anymore, like, at all whatsoever. Arrow's not even Arrow anymore pretend to be a cop. I was like, I don't care where I, where it is now. That's where I left off. And Lord, I really don't care about William, old or young. I never did. I thought he was a wimp. He's still a wimp. I don't really care. Um, Felicity, moving on. So, uh, Flash, man, that's the only watchable joint, right? Because Black Lightning turned into like um, a black, uh, whatchamacallit, Black, uh, what's that? What's that? What's that? The werewolf and the vampire and the chick, the chick Twilight. broke her back. Twilight, thank you. And I was like, yeah, it just turned into Twilight really quickly. And I'm like, I don't care about this chick's power. I'm trying to watch Black Light. Wow, like way to prove the Lyles is oh. right when <laughs> doing the whole, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> way to prove the Lyles is right. Where I'm like, damn, they really did do this too fast because now they don't know what the hell they're doing. So, yeah, I was like, dang, where to prove them right on that one? Like I could have had a whole nother season of, Oh, of, uh, of thunder, you know, figuring out her stuff, right. Her story arc and her little subplot is a lot easier to deal with and makes more sense than the TD barber thing. And I'm like, yo, are y'all trying to get the Riverdale? people to watch this too because you know i don't watch super archie dark archie and that that was straight twilight to me and i was like yeah i'm good um because i bailed out on twilight like second the second movie i was like yeah i'm good um and you know i ain't read those books like come on now <laughs> i went through my grunge depression phase in the 90s i don't need to revisit it now so, um so 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 dumb with black lightning right so flash is the only watchable one right and I even got a little tired of Nora and this whole secret thing because I think Chief, you mentioned it. Like the formula that they're continuously using is someone got a secret, 
Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Joe's gone. Like his back, I guess his back is still. Yeah, I'm like. So now I'm like, I don't have like, you know, I gotta say like, he kind of he's not the glue that sticks the cast together, but he grounds everything. No, he's, he's just a normal dude. His, the character. He's back, and it was funny how immediately his presence was like, oh great, Joe's back. Everything okay. starts. And he just, those conversations that give him with, like, with Barry in particular, it's like, man, this show really needed that. And yeah. Because Barry just kind of flies off and does his own thing. And he's just, ah, I'm doing this. But when he talks to Joe, Joe helps him, helps make sense of all of his actions and decisions. And it's just so much better. Thank God. Because they don't have a character to ground everyone, right? And, ow. My God, do we really need a Wells in every season? Okay, all right. I will say this. Usually, the I mean, this Wells. Are you are you caught? Are you are you caught up on play? No. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I get the point that you know this Sherlock is figuring it out. but they stick that with them so they can keep this Wells thing going. And I'm tired of it. You know, we always have like a council of Wells every four episodes, right? Let me guess. No, seriously. I haven't seen it in like a good five or six episodes. There was another council of Wells, wasn't there? No, no, no council of Wells. We, we haven't had, oh we have, since the break flash, like, and, and I think I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, out of everybody from the book who came back from the break, Flash has been on like far better traje- trajectory because they both oh, come back like like Jeff said to ground the show because he's the only one without powers and it's like yeah that's kind of nobody else thinks like that it's like oh yeah that makes sense like he's helped with that and Wells is finally paid off what he's actually supposed to be doing there and it really it okay. was like it really it, it made the last episode uh, a whole lot better I don't know what they're gonna do going forward. But I think them taking this next break helps the conclude. It helps the cliffhanger on this part. So I thought flat, flat arrow trash. Like arrow. I said this a couple. Like I think two podcasts ago. Stay away from that show. It's it's garbage. <laughs> Just stay away. I don't. I mean, yeah. you, you have a newborn baby. Honestly, throw throw a magic marker in front of your kid. It's a better use of your time. Um, Black Lightning. He'll probably draw. He'll probably draw a better season than these people have. I think so. I kid you not. I think honestly, I think what's in his diaper right now better than what's going on in Flash. I mean, I'm um, sorry, Arrow. Black Lightning. Yep. I, I I tried. I mean, I I've been like catching up, and I'm just like, wow. Y'all really couldn't thought. It. I mean, it was just like, it it seemed like they were surprised they got a second season. Like, oh shit. Yeah. We so they didn't write the villains well this time. Last time the villains were kind of taking over. You know, yeah, Jill Scott, and, you know, old boy playing. Oh, uh, what's his name? So I'm like, yeah, you, like, this crazy. season it's like he's barely holding the cast together because <laughs> uh-huh. no one's doing anything. The heroes aren't doing crap. Chris Williams is doing like his best. He's doing like, his best. He can't. It's because it's like I mean, it's like last. He's a good villain. It was not writing a villain, right? He was like last season. Crest was in probably sixty percent of the scenes. This season, I'm thinking fifteen percent, and it's tremendously from that. 
Okay. Just stay away late, from man. Zero. You'll be you'll be using your time well. Flash will yeah. you. Flash will get you where you know, like oh, this is a good arrow, sure. I'm sure somebody will catch us up on legends, you know. No one's watching that crap, dude. We don't even. I didn't even count that as an Arrowverse show that goes over there with like Izavi, you know, one of those other ones that got canceled. Like what? <laughs> Alright, so let's let's move on to another superhero. Uh audiences got to get a sneak preview of Shazam, the latest movie in the DC universe, and critics have started to weigh in. It's about ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can now say that I've seen it and loved it. Probably my favorite movie, the DC Extended Universe. It's exactly what they needed, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, Javon, what's your thoughts on it? (laughs) I haven't seen it yet, but between your endorsement, uh, Jason's endorsement, and the... The, the rave reviews from a few of uh, my colleagues and uh, even my cousin. I'm like, oh, I might check it out. You know, I, 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 look, I was with Chief sold me on why not to go see the movie. When Chief said it looked like one of those cheap muscle suits, like the tick or something like that, like they was making fun of the whole movie. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I, can, I, can, I see that. And it's not just from the muscle suit, but the, the initial trailer was garbage. It was trash. But the second and third trailer, you know, extended trailer I saw, I was like, okay, maybe I'll give it a look on cable. But now that it's getting the reviews, and I, I hate to say it, but like we keep establishing, man, Rotten Tomatoes is influences. Like they're, they're the new Cisco Ebert, they're the new, uh, uh, what's it, Richard Roper. Name, name the movie critics that people base their viewing experiences off of. Jeffrey Lyles, last movie files, huh? Um, yeah. No, I honestly I will go see this because for what it's worth, we're entering the spring summer movie uh season and dude, this is the perfect appetizer for in game and, and and Dumbo and what and, and Dark Phoenix, even though nobody I'm on an island with this one. I, I wanna see it. Dark Phoenix. You get your own son, your own dude, universe, <laughs> and you will get eaten by this Phoenix. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my own with that. I, I just I, I want to see it because the, the the Phoenix Saga of X Men was one of my favorite comics, so I just got to see what. They're going to ruin it for you. They're going to ruin it, but I got to see it, Gunner. I got to see it. I got to do it. The X Men cartoon actually got that right. They bastardized so many storylines from the comics. But that they got right. But that it was almost note for note how it should play out, and this one yeah. doesn't look like it's going to be at all. But I did and read a spoiler about one character in particular, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing it now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you did mention Avengers Endgame, so we got the official news that that is going to be three hours and three minutes. Thanks. Does anyone hear, or are you like me going, um, is that enough time? And? I'm like, what? I just saw something, you know, you know my man Kevin on stage. <laughs> that man was just like, my extensive training at black churches have trained me. For, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, dude, like, and? Okay. Amistad. Enough said. Hey, I'm, a, on, I'm a star, Titanic. Yeah. Titanic. All the boats. 
all the boats were three hours long. Like, Dude, I watched you know the Mothman I mean? Prophecies in the theaters, and that was like two hours. So why would you do that in the theater? Oh my. Yeah, when you when okay. you when you're dating and you've been on a long losing streak, Gunner, you yeah, you do it. I hear yeah. that. I, I definitely yeah, hear Mothman that. Yeah, Mothman Prophecies for a thousand addicts. But no, I mean, for what it's worth, it's it's in game, dude. For what we yeah. for all we know, the trailers we've been watching are hooey. <laughs> because they said they've been filming right, so I have to see this. And I, everybody listening, all of y'all. Yeah, I had my Marvel fatigue, but I'm going to tell you something. The last, like, seven Marvel movies brought me back into the fold because they've been the best movies I've seen in the last two and a half years. Yeah, so I, yeah. I retract all like, that garbage I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm you telling you. It's like an apology episode. Chief, what do you think this about the runtime? Yeah, man, three hours. Three hours and three minutes. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so, this is a movie, basically, honestly, you can't bring no refreshments into. Because right. you can't get up to go pee. So, I when I go into a movie theater, I go, I grab me something to drink. I got my Twizzler. You know what I mean? I may buy, buy a bag of popcorn or whatever. And then, you know, right as the movie's starting to, just as that, that time is starting to come, it's almost the movie's starting to end. I feel myself, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom soon. You know, even if I use the bathroom on the way in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to use the bathroom before I walk in. Right at that two-hour mark, I'm like, mm, I'm going to need to use the bathroom. So I'm kind of wondering, like, at what point, like, do I not drink that day? I told you that. Oh, oh. I told you when we saw Captain Marvel. I was like, yo, uh, yeah. you like, you go get some water? I was like, nah. Right, but I'm good. saying this is a three-hour movie. <laughs> See, I was don't good. I sat through Captain Marvel. I just, yeah. So I don't I don't know what I'm going to do through to three hours of the movie. What they should have done, man, honestly, they should have broken up, and we should have had a movie maybe right now and a movie right in June. They should have done a part one, you know, Part three, part three of it. You want a Matrix? I was about to say, think of how much Matrix revolution and reloaded yeah. time. You're like, I get. Yeah. You liked it, but you're like, but, I, I would rather have it one time. Well, think yeah. about it. I mean, think, well, if you got if you got two hours here, right, and then you, they put another two hours in the end, right before summer, you guys would be happy. You go see it. They make mean, another. They make. They make another seven hundred and fifty million off of it. We ain't talking about Matrix Three here. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. Like this actually might be. This is more like a Kill Bill. I could deal with that. Can you imagine if Kill Bill just came out in the same year. Like both of them, they filmed them together. You know what I mean? I don't like, like right. That's right, different. I man, I don't like, walk out of like the, Matrix. I mean, if you had to put me through. Uh, Kill Bill and all the Kill Bills. Yeah, <laughs> five hours. Right. Right. When Bud was there, I'd have been my bathroom break. I'd have gone played on my phone for an hour or something. It's like, right, hey. right. No, no, I'm not saying to put it together. You, I'm saying what she's saying. At some point, I'm saying what she's saying. You put it in, put it together like you know, you break it up like within the same year versus one big old yeah, three hour joint. I, I hey. you're talking about one, 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 like the movies, like the movies, both movies, like three months apart from each other. That's yeah. it. So like one drops now. And then one drops, and you make each movie two hours and two hours or whatever you do. 
But like I said, we're not, way, we're like not talking about three. Matrix Three. We ain't talking about the crap burger that was. Right. Dude. So three hours, mm. like uh, three hours, like matter of fact, like uh, Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, okay. When you say the last Harry Potter, which one do you mean? The last the, the one. Last one. Was, you know, the last one. one with Harry Potter in it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Just one context. Because it was it was uh, Dark Hollows. It was part one and two. The Deathly Hollows or something like that. So, um, you know, just spread it out. Just, you know, they give the people what they want. But since it's such a big movie and the last of the movies, because three hours is a long oh. time. Let me let me just say this. You go into the wrong theater, and you're going to be sore when you walk out of there. Because you're going to go take, watch that shit in an uncomfortable theater. Hey, Chief. Don't go to an old theater. Chief, did you watch Lord of the Rings in theaters? Did I watch who? Lord of the Rings. I have never seen Lord of the Rings, my friend. Okay. Like, I didn't have any I, problem sitting there watching Return of the King, all three hours of those in the movie theater. If you make a good movie, like, you think about it, you sit, you, you can easily sit and watch The Godfather 2 in movie, if that, if, if with no intermission, if that was, if that's how they showed, you would be like, okay, I'm good with it. First of all, you wasn't even born when The Godfather 3, listen, you can't sit in no movie. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I mean, you if you watch the Godfather, Godfather saga. Right, you watch the Are we talking Godfather about the Godfather saga the or just Godfather 2? Godfather 2. I was thinking Godfather 2. Okay. Because the saga, I'm sitting here like, yo, that's ridiculous. Like you, you, Why did you do that? Forget it. He's sitting on his couch watching it. Of course he's going to be comfortable watching that. You can get True, up. He's laying down. He's on his phone. Right. You can get up, go get something to drink. Listen, we're talking you, about three hours of straight movie. You can't leave your seat. You're not okay, going to be you, right. like the Avenger movies. You can't get up. But Chief, you know what I mean? If you know a movie is three hours, you're not going to the local, not comfortable movie. You're going to the AMC and I mean Lowe's with the reclining seats. Where you got, I mean, you got space, it's nice and air conditioned. Like, you're paying for those nice. Nah, what if you don't have a nah, choice, dog. man? What if you're like in Baltimore, man? Like, yeah, your family's, yeah. I'm gonna be clear. I didn't find a, like, you gotta go to like Cinevistro to find a comfortable theater in Baltimore now. I haven't been up there in a minute, but, you know, Honestly, you know what? I'm pretty sure. Go to the, like, <laughs> it's still pretty. If you can ever do this, go to the AMC in uh, Herndon. Let me go reclining seats. Dude, I've been to that one. The World Gate joint. Listen. Yeah, okay, this dope. Listen, yeah. I, I'd be like, hey, I can. That's where I saw Deadpool too. Yeah, but, but I'm gonna be honest with you. And the Mills Theater, and yeah. there's no reclining in, in 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 some of those theaters. I don't know about but, all yeah. of them, but the no, one I'm gonna be honest with you. Mills, if I'm paying for that ticket, I don't want to be too comfortable. You know why? <laughs> you go to sleep. Exactly. You go fall asleep. Exactly. Well, yeah. Shoot. I'm telling you, fellas. That's like, I don't want to watch this joint. It's gonna mess up the movie, somebody. <laughs> hey, somebody's gonna fall asleep. <laughs> Young folks, put somebody's on your adult diapers and see what happens. You know, that might be a least, good plan. That it, might be the move. They, they just say intermission and let you get up and go use the bathroom and come back in. Like nah. something. Our father too did that actually. For the record, didn't it? Wasn't yeah. there like a break in between? I think yeah, we yeah, it was. Yeah, I love you. You know, I love you, Michael. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember? And then he's sitting on the step, and then they just cut yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got a, it's a long time. Three hours is a long time, dude. 
Okay. You're at three hours, you, you're almost to New York from here. Yeah, no joke. Oh, no, you, you, oh, yeah, you, you drive there. it. It's a three-hour oh, flight. Oh. It's a two-hour flight, two-and-a-half-hour flight. It depends on what time of day you leave at. So, well, it's a two, well, you're almost to, well, look, look, three hours, you, you're in Florida from here just about. Hell, uh, the flight to New York from here is 45 minutes. Yeah. All right. decent from here. So I think uh, at this point, we've all seen us now, or most of us. Now, of course, when any black movie does well, it's a big shock that it did well at the box office. But as far as the horror movie goes, us is 70 million plus debut broke all kinds of records for an original R-rated film and an original property film. Uh, that was the best opening since Avatar, which had seven. Man, I can't stand to compare this thing, this wonderful masterpiece to that June no, Burger. I mean, like the numbers with the box office. I'm not saying that's the same thing. It's just oh. it did so much better than any other original property since then, which is crazy. And this movie had a little bit of everything. So I want to hear from you all because I've written about it and I want y'all to be able to talk about it. So, uh, Jace, what's your take on it? Okay. When I first came out, when I came out of the movie, I was like, and I was, I mean, I was, I was doing like analyze, like the humor was good. The freak out factor was excellent. And, and I'm still like, if you don't take your girlfriend to see that movie and freak her out at least one time, just randomly call her on the phone, do that little random noise. You're just missing an opportunity. Uh, and then I, and then, and, and then the twist at the end, you're like, this is what a good horror movie is supposed to be. Like it doesn't need the super blood, but when things were scary, like the folks coming at you, like the guy has to, Hey, I, I caught a cop. Y'all don't want none of this. And then they start coming his way. He's like, yeah, I don't want that. I, I, I'm, I'm getting in the house. Like that was so realistic. Like, yeah, I was actually just talking crap. I ain't got no kind of. Let me get me. I mean, I'm, I'm from the suburbs. I ain't got time for this. And then what actually happened? You're like, yeah, that, that would scare the hell out of you. And it was just like, okay, yeah, this, this is definitely when you. I, if you haven't seen it, I, I mean, I think, I mean, unless your teams are going to the final four, I really think spend a weekend watching that, and you'll truly enjoy it. Chief, did you see it? I did see it. I did see it. What's your take? Uh, well, I, listen, I liked it. I'm not in love with it like the rest of the fellas here, I think. I um, it, So, yeah, it was, the movie itself was good. Let me, let me just say that. The movie itself was good. The problem I had with the movie, even like I like the twist at the end, the problem I had with the movie is it left more questions than it answered. Like, where they you get the rabbits from? Like the summary? Um, why, who, if they were all following, if they were all mimicking the actions of their, um, uh, of, of the people upstairs, then who kept the hallway so clean? Where do they use the bathroom? Like, what, like, yo, what the hell? Like, yo, like, it was just so many other questions that I had. So once they, so once she danced, and they were like, oh, okay, so she's a god. Did they stop mimicking the people? And all from that point on, all they did was plan? Like, 
um, are they are these tunnels just on the west coast? Uh, you know, um, hands across America. Like, did they just stand there till they eventually starved to death? Like, like, like what? You know, um, I just had questions. Like, it was one of those things where the movie was good, the content in the movie was good, but by the end of the movie or, or the way they did the movie at the end, I was just like, hold up, that explanation just leaves so many more questions for me. Like, like you, you, and then you know, people are like, well, but I can't ignore the question. Like, yo, we're like, what the hell's going on? So, yes, if you're gonna go and watch the movie and and just enjoy it for the horror factor and some of the surprises and some of the things that happened, because I mean, it was it was suspenseful. It was you know it, it had its uh, you know it had its moments where you're like oh you know, but I guess in that in that in that last ending part with you know the combined with the twist. They just had, I mean, I just had questions and, and they weren't answered, you know, and not those philosophical questions like, you know, well, what does this mean towards racism and blacks in America? Uh, none of that question. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, that stuff, I didn't, I didn't go to see the movie for the symbolism. I went to the movie to go enjoy like a horror type movie. So now at the end of the movie, he just left me with, you know, well, you know, like I, I felt like they needed to be more explaining. I like basic movie goer questions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yo, there's there's no explanation to any of this. So, and and like I said, like, so did somebody know? Did they have like what? What? What did the rabbits fed? Who fed the rabbits? Like, like. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look down there, if you look at that hallway, the lights stayed on. Who replaced the bulbs? Like. What was going on down there? Where did where did everybody get a red jumpsuit from? Where did everybody get gold scissors from? Like, did y'all make trips to the to up up? You did y'all make trips up to the to the to, you know to the main to the to the main level on you know and come up and do little things? I mean, like like where did y'all go? Where were y'all? And if she wasn't on the west coast and she moved to the east coast, does that mean? And your double ganger, the double ganger was. In, on the west coast like I, you know i just i don't know i just had questions so that's 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 good movie as far as content shop value killings was good um bad movie in terms of explanation you they left you with questions i don't like questions at the end of my movie you know what i mean like and when I say questions, I mean not questions of like like for example the Sopranos. Did they kill him? Did Tony die? Uh, you know, not that type of question. Just questions of how the hell things came about. So it you know I mean but go see it. It's a good movie. Jordan Peele is is a wonderful director writer. You know, um, it wasn't a waste of money. I, I'll say and I'll say that I'm not giving it a bad review. I'm just saying that for me. I left with more questions than the original questions I, I had going in. Like, you know, I just, I just. All right. Gunnar, what do you think about it? <laughs> so 
I came in for the symbolism because it's Jordan Peele. That's it in the story. So I don't watch horror movies. That's not my thing. Hell, I wasn't even scared from this movie because to me, this was a thriller at best, right? Right? Okay. So I keep telling people, like, it's not that bad. Like, I've sat through, like, with my white friends in high school, some of the crap they want to watch, and I hate my life. Like, I was like, yo, this is why I listen to, like, depression songs and stuff, right? This was, this shit used to freak me out, right? Like, whatever the hell, like, Skeleton Key and all that. Look, man, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? The Ouija board movies and all that stuff, like, on Cinemax that Jane's supposed to be watching anyway. Hell, all the Hellraisers, Hellraiser 18. You know what I mean? Like, except for the ones in space, which were just stupid. Oh, uh, we already talked about those. But I just, I, I'm just not a horror fan, right? So here I am watching this joint. And I'm like, cool. It's not that bad. Okay, it's a little corny. All right, cool. People are acting well. It's funny. Uh, old girl from Batman. I was like, okay, I like her double kicker. Like she's she's doing well on that one. Um, anyways, I came in for the symbolism, and I kind of got it. I mean, it's it's class warfare. I get it. You know what I mean? And then you know the twist at the end. I was just like, you know, I could probably guess, I could have guessed that twist at the end if I did not read the synopsis before reading the movie because I really couldn't wait to know what the twist was and then analyze it. That's how much I came in. Huh? Wait, are you saying the reason you went in to go see the movie, you got before you went and saw the movie? Yeah, I couldn't wait at all to understand what this movie was. All the think pieces came out, and I'm like, I can't not read this 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 thing. I told you, my brain works like that. I'm not here to see the movie. I'm here to hear the see the symbolism, and then the symbolism throughout the movie. Like, how did that carry out? So I shut my brain down and watched the movie too, right? And I'm like, yo, this is a good movie. One, two, the acting is incredible. I mean, of people, you know, you see, we've seen actors plays, you know, one character and then the other character and they're twins or something to that effect, right? Or the good guy and the bad guy. I mean, I would say Lupita killed this role, right? Like, better than all the other ones um, that had a double gig, right? right? I mean, wow. I mean, you know, of course, that's the point. She's a star. But, you know, I mean, wow. Red, the way she portrayed Red and, oh, my. Gosh, that was great. The ballet dance at the end. Ballet dance. The fight scene at the end. I was like, that fight scene, I was just like, dude, she's better than Batman. Ben Affleck Batman right now. For real, she's better than Ben Affleck Batman. Like, that was like, huh? You're a hater. No, I love Ben Affleck Batman, but she was killing it. I was like, yo, she's, okay, she needs to do some more superhero stuff, because that was kind of excellent. I just thought that was, like, awesome. And the way the dance right there, it was just perfect. And it was just like, who's that dance really symbolized to me, like who really is the bad guy and who really is the good guy? Cause they really were both both. You get what I mean? And, you know, definitely. so I'm... What happened? No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they were both both. And I was just like, I get it. I love it. I, like, I totally got the entire movie. Like, I was just like, oh. Without reading the synopsis, I probably would have got it. But, no, no, not the twist. Not the twist. The actual movie. Not the twist. Not the twist. Like, the twist, I was just like, okay, fine. Like, I don't really, you know, I'm like, yeah, I probably could have guessed that if I did not read this. However, the, I'm still talking. Hold on. However, the, however, the, what? What? 
However, like I'm watching this thing and I'm like, I see it. Like, yeah, this is last warfare. Like the snap isn't telling you like what you know, what they actually symbolizes. I'm sitting here like, Oh, okay. I'm reading it, I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh. Yeah, I get it. And there was this one little scene that I don't know, I might have been reading into it too much. But it felt like, you know, when the when the teenage girl was beating up all those girls in the house. And like the boy was just sitting there holding his trophy with his uh with his like tuxedo shirt on. I felt like that was like Jordan Peele saying, "Yeah, I know, I won this thing, but black women are carrying me all the way through this film." Like I said, I feel like that might have been Melvin reading in it too much, but it just it was too much of that going on. And I was like, eh, I feel like Jordan Peele was slipping that one in there. Um, anyways, I was just I literally went to the movie to see what Jordan Peele would do so creatively, and he did it so well. Uh, honestly, Chief and Gunner summarized my thoughts exactly. I, it's a mixture of the both, so I won't beat the dead horse. I will say this, though. Given the questions, because Get Out left a lot of the same questions for me, I think given these questions, maybe two-hour movies, um, I'm, I'm not going to shortchange Jordan Peele at all. I will say this. He's I don't know what his role is with this new iteration of the Twilight Zone or CBS Now or whatever it is, CBS Access. Executive producer. Executive producer. I would love to see Jordan Peele take on things like those viennettes of, of, of horror stories, like creepypastas for real life. You know, like well, these used to be the creepypastas, you know, like the, the Twilight Zone, uh, Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt. The hitch, the, what was it that was the hitchhiker? Creep show. Creep show. Those kind of stories. I would love to see because you don't have to. You don't have to get into the menagerie of the details. The the minutia of making a full two hour feature length film. I'm not gonna say he's not because that, that's bullshit. He's not. It's not that he's not. It's that some things you have to suspend disbelief. You have to kind of go in mm-hmm. as a movie go in to say I want to be entertained, and I don't want to look for a hidden meaning. And I, we do that. We we definitely do that, okay, especially right, after your on. first entry. Right, I'm, I'm and and I think this I'm actually gonna I think I probably can apply this to all of you guys. Like, well, no, Chief Chief doesn't go in there like this. But are you are you guys coming into the movie basically looking for the M M Night twist? No, 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 no. No, it's not that. It's just if you're a movie go, we've seen enough movies to where our minds are working when they shouldn't be when we're watching a movie. Well, we're smart people, people, and also, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah, we're gonna be looking for, like, when I watch any movie, I may catch something that, you know, may be a bit of symbolism that wasn't supposed to be, wasn't supposed to be caught by the average moviegoer because we're just slipping that in there, and right. you may catch that. I'm not going into it looking for it, but I may catch something that makes me say. You know what that makes me think about something else, or it brings me to uh, a conclusion that okay, you're telling this story inside of the story. Like it's like the game within the game. You know, I'm not looking for it, but it's there and I see it. Um, but with Jordan Peele, he set the yeah. This is this is his thing. So I can't not go to a Jordan Peele movie written, you know, directed mm-hmm. and produced by him, and say it's like going to a Tyler Perry movie and saying it was written, directed. And produced by him and not seen some crappy acting and shitty writing, right? <laughs> like, I know what I expect from that. I know what I expect from M. Night Shyamalan. I know what I expect from Jordan Peele. So, just to answer your question, Jason. 
No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm only taking it as I'm one like trying to shoot it as like a negative, but mm-hmm. I'm just like it almost like what Javon said initially is like suspending disbelief. It's like when you I, I know when you go into a comic book movie, you want to mm-hmm. see I want to see a comic book movie that hits comic book themes. Like right, I right. a horror movie. I want you to hit horror like how I summarized in the beginning. I'm like, I want you to hit horror movie things. Like I want to be freaked out. Like I don't go in there trying to act cool. I want to be, I don't like going to horror movies trying to be like, yeah, I ain't jump at all during the jump. I want to jump during a horror movie. I, don't, I mean, right. that's why I'm, I'm here. Life. I want to be freaked out. Glad it, glad it wasn't me. But, and that's. I hate horror movies. <laughs> like, I, you don't understand. I really do. Like, because some of the horror movies are like, you know, based off of like real spiritual things that I actually do believe in. And I'm like, I'll mess with that kind of stuff, dog. So right. this, to me, was not a horror movie. You get what I mean? Okay. That stuff I stay away from. Now, okay. the, again, the fun house freaked me out. Okay. But that was the only part that made me jump. Everything else, I was like, if I had a gun, this wouldn't have been a problem. Okay. What I, so, what, <laughs> so, the, I guess what I'm wrong is the reason you could actually go see this movie is because you came in not wanting to make it a horror movie. No, not at all. I was there scared as fuck. Like, damn, I got to sit through this horror movie to see the symbolism. Like, you get what I mean? That's the way I came into it. Like, I, I, I was like, I was really freaked out. So after the, what, the fun house, I was like, here we go. And after that, I was like, oh, well, the rest of this is, okay, the rest of this is like a thriller. Okay, cool. Again, uh, let, me, let me again preface this. When I talk about a horror movie, it's those things that really do freak me out, that are really close to life things. This was not. This was an easy open and shut. If I have, you know, as long as you don't, like, kill my 30 magazine uh, rights, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, to me, that's like the clan sitting outside my door. It's only four of them. I'm going to shoot them. That's it. All right. Let's go on to this next piece here because I want your thoughts on this. Back a few months ago, Steven Spielberg came off like the old man yelling at the, at the sky about Netflix films being up for Academy Awards. He kind of argued that movies that are available on TV for moviegoers to see that way diminish the theater experience. So, of course, there was a lot of controversy this week when Apple debuted their Apple TV Plus service, and Steven Spielberg is front and center talking and promoting this service. And a lot of people were like, uh... How are you going to talk about Netflix if you're going to go chill for Apple Plus TV? They paid me. They paid him. He's full of shit. Man, I can't suck my teeth any louder. Right. They paid him. Steven Spielberg is full of garbage. That's all that it needs to (laughs) be. It's the last Steven Spielberg movie that actually, like, hit it that wasn't, like. Crap. Huh? No. Yes, maybe you can. Blue Tarzan, uh, Kravitar. Area, what was Which that? Area Seriously, you're David James Cameron movie, so which one? No, no, no. What was the one that was kind of like, it might not have been Spielberg. It might was like kind of like a throwback one where like the kids were trying to find some kind of Stranger things. Oh, uh, I rest my case, guys. I rest my case. <laughs> the milk's gone bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I give those movies Four thumbs down. No, seriously. No, seriously. Like, when was the last great Steven Spielberg movie 
that we sat through other than E.T. Thank you. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm going to say catch me if you can. Uh, he took the one with uh, Tom Hanks, man. Catch me if you can. Come on with Tom Hanks and uh, what's his name? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Catch me if you can. That's dumb. Player One was an average movie for Steven Spielberg. Remember, he was on the top of the game, man. man. He did Lincoln. He did Bridge of Spies. uh, Yawn. Indiana Jones. Lincoln. Okay, I'll give you Lincoln. Yawn. I'll give you Lincoln. No, Lincoln got Academy Awards and stuff, like, right? Yeah, he got Academy (laughs) Award, but, man. He's trying to slip that in on y'all. And y'all didn't purposely just (laughs) drop the mic and judge him for trying to throw it. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. That was, that's we stunned. don't talk about that movie. <laughs> Is that a movie? Yeah. That movie was a turd on fire. That movie was really oh, a Bernie yeah. turd diaper <laughs> in a hamper. Hey, Jeff, didn't you like uh, Ready Player One? I did like Ready Player One. I'm defending Ready Player One, Chief. But it was like, that's an average movie that it was, it was, was right. below... Spielberg, normal Spielberg caliber. So I'm gonna say it again. Ready for Play One was else. member berries to me. Hey, that man. was member berries. Remember this? I just was playing you, member. No, I liked it, and I liked it in 3D, and I bought the movie. Oh no, it's visually, it's very, it's very appealing. Oh, visually, yeah, yeah but yeah. plot and acting, again, hey, Spielberg. I'm, I'm, all that for my movie. I just need a Anyway, I say all that to say, sorry, I digress. We've digressed. I say all that to say, one, I rest my case because it took us that long to even get there. Two, I, Are you flashing? Like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about thinking about what's last Spielberg. It took us this long to get to that point. Private anyway. Ryan was the best Spielberg movie, was the last great Spielberg movie I saw. Yeah, that was like everything. That was 20 years ago. But that was a while ago. Anyways, my point is, my point is, my point is, yeah. he's saying all this crap because he needs Apple to do his own streaming stuff because he can't compete with people <laughs> that are doing better than him <laughs> in this realm of thinking, like movies. Um, so Netflix is killing it. He's just trying to be, he's downplaying the streaming stuff, but he's like, well, let me get on board with getting with folks over in. here that are also late. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Late to, late to the game. Get in where you fit in. And so there's that. Like pretty soon, James Cameron, who was talking crap about superhero movies, is going to do like he's going to find Woman Five. Yeah, you know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do, Gunner? Umbrella Academy the movie. He's going to take some uh, uh, action comic, little little remembered or something like that, or do uh, uh, the Rocketeer. Who knows? He's going to take something that we have virtually forgotten, and he'll make that his own. I was going to say the Phantom, but. Somebody did that already. He can do it again. He can do it again. Yeah. Nobody remembers Billy Zane's Phantom, please. I do. I do. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I want I want the Defenders of the Earth movie. Defenders. Alright, so now yeah, but James Cameron would screw that up, wouldn't he? I don't know, man. He good to that. Anyway, I just want him to stay busy with Avatar two and three. Fellas, so now is that special magical time of the week. Who are your dummies of the week? Let me tell you who the dummies of the week are. The American people, man. For well, anyone who thought, because I didn't think it. I'm going to be honest with you. I knew nothing was going to come out of that Mueller report. So 
How long? I mean, we waited. How long was that shit? How long did this dude did do this report? Two years. Yo, yeah. I mean, nothing? I knew that. I knew that. Nothing for nothing, for nothing to come out of it. Cheese um, sandwich. That that is just. I mean, it was hilarious to me. Uh, how while doing this investigation, you indicted and locked up. <laughs> you several you different so many subpoenas. Other yeah, people subpoenaed, locked up. <laughs> yeah. So many other people, but then when it came down to it, so so many other people for colluding and lying, but when it came down to when it him came to Sosa, yeah. You got right. enough. You couldn't find so so like It's like the worst well, chess you know game I mean? ever. He's like the worst chess right. player ever. Don't get all your pawns, but you know. Right. I, it's like almost like he, he moved the pawn and then laid the queen down. Like right. two <laughs> <laughs> moves and you can see. Um, so yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh. Chief, my man. Uh, Gunner, how about you? Uh, I, I was going to say the American people for different reasons. But, yeah, the American people get it from me, too. Because uh, uh, I'll give them first off. There's still some people out here that was like, see, I told you Juicy Smuller didn't do it. And most of people um, in my, you know, did, yeah, because he got expunged. All his stuff got, he's got diversion expunged, you know, 40 hours for your service, whatever, whatever. Everything dropped, good lawyers, good money, whatever, right? But, you know, he's famous. He, he OJ'd the game, I, I call it. You know, that's that's kind of what happens, right? But, you know, American people still like, yo, I told you you didn't do it. I'm sitting here like, well, then who attacked him? Everybody quiet. So that's why I'm like, get out of here, man. <laughs> His attacker, you know what? His attacker was, was an actual person that killed Nicole Simpson. Bigfoot. <laughs> there you go. Sandra Levy's killer, all yep, that. The all same that. people that killed Tupac and Biggie, they found them. Mm-hmm. That person. Um, anyways, I'll move on. So also, so not just from him, but I'm hearing like people really mad at Cardi B. Like, look, she was a stripper. Strippers do that. That's okay. Sorry, background. Explain, explain what you did because I didn't know about it. Exactly. So let me let me explain. So Cardi just kind of like went off the mouth and said that she used to um she used to uh like roofie dudes, drug dudes, and like. Like steal that dough and all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, she was a stripper. Wait a second, now Bill Cosby can get away with that, but Cardi B gets the stripper pass. Uh, well, yes, because thing. he gets the stripper pass. Like Bill Cosby was being kicked yeah. <laughs> randomly against yeah. their will. These dudes were at least were trying to get her in the hotel room, right? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, peelers are stealing. Right. That was that was. <laughs> they didn't want to get rude. <laughs> It's a, it, here's the thing. Nicki Minaj basically said during an award show, hey, Michael B. Jordan, you can shoot it anywhere. Right? Had there been a man ba- saying that same thing to a woman at an award show, like, hey, you can get this thing here. It's all yours. Right. One sounds over. creepy. The right. other one sounds inviting. Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... It's just the standard... It's just the nature of the beast. It's oh, the standard on the other side of things. I don't really... I 
want everybody to be on the same page. Now, if a guy does something, a woman has to be held to the same standard. She cannot get a stripper pass. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, in a Jeff, perfect world, we, sure. We know but everybody's lost world. their damn mind. I'll give you this. If a dude comes forward saying, hey, man, she must have did that to me, and then, like, five dudes come forward, hey, guess what probably should happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, But ain't nobody going to come forward. Ain't no dude going to come forward. Nope. Nobody's going to come forward. I still smashed, at least. Yeah. I used to roofie girls to get my thing, but, you right. know. Right, like... Dudes take drugs. I was trying to hard. survive. Like, come on, man. I was trying Dudes to survive. Hey, Cardi B, let me tell you something. There are other ways, okay? You're not trying well, to survive. Well, she said that was in her past, so she don't have to do that no more. Oh, well, That's she did. Yeah, oh, well, good for her. She's just, she's turned a major thing. Just, just like all I know is if the dudes ain't going to come forward like like, like, like Yeah, I was dope by Well, hey, honestly, Chief, honestly, Donna, you don't know. Jace. Jeff, you don't know. There's got to be one opportunistic dude that may say, hey, wait a minute, you know? Uh, let's knows? be clear. What's she steal? Like, a couple hundred dollars? Like, let's be clear. Like, bucks, like, 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 oh, a fake Rolex watch, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like a couple of fake watches. A fake Rolex. Oh, man, that is the But I hear you, Jeff. I'm just saying, you know, there's... This is commonplace, and if you fell for it, that's on you. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Javon. Don't take strippers home. That's it. American <laughs> people all. for Juicy Smollett. Yeah. American <laughs> people for Juicy Smollett and and what's it when Cardi B for pickle uh, ass Americans. Juicy. <laughs> all right, Jace, you got one now. Juicy. <laughs> juicy. All right. <laughs> You guys got that's some good words. I I I I I went to a certain site and found uh that uh somehow Lil Wayne is misplaced. Lil, Lil Wayne has misplaced a uh, book of his rhymes that he wrote. Wink wink. Uh, and somebody else wants to sell him, and Mr. Great. Wayne thinks that is his property, and he demands it back. What do you pay for him? Exactly. He's not. He's like. It is. He's not your property to sell. Like, yeah, that's. There's a whole industry of finding rich people stuff and selling them. Like, ask what OJ, what happened to OJ when he dro- thought that was his property. It is not your property. Yep. Uh, you 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 have to just accept it. Hey, pay the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and we can check and make sure your handwriting is actually yours and you wrote those. But. Yeah, but that's funny. I don't think this could happen, so we're gonna have to see. I'm gonna go with my version is Little Wayne. All right, Jay King, how about you? I got three. Um, number one, Washington D.C. springtime tourists take off oh. that goddamn MAGA hat. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Take off that silly the right side of the metro (laughs) and 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 stand on the right side (laughs) of the metro escalator, please. You are on vacation. I am in the drudges of a work week. So when my blue line train pulls up 
or is one minute away, which is really more like 22 seconds away from pulling off, and you're standing in the whole escalator saying, where's Caitlin? Have you seen Caitlin? Caitlin, get your, get your egg-shaped Midwestern mega hat wearing ass on the right side of the escalator, single file it to the middle of the platform, and then you look for Caitlin's little wandering ass there. Because if I have to miss another train because of you stupid people, I'm going to go full ham salad. Get out of my way. I'm Listen. No, gonna, don't be sorry. Gonna please I swear to goodness. Please interject. I swear to goodness. I ain't interjecting to disagree. I swear to goodness. If you, if one of y'all Bama's, Bama, Mango, Bama's, all of you, combinations, all of you, if any of y'all Mango and Bama's and combinations decide to get on the train before I get off, my bony shoulder will be in your chest. Jeff, you were talking about equal opportunity. Old, young, woman, man, shoulder. A-B-G. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. I swear to goodness, these voting shoulders have been in the old yeah, white women's bags and knocked over old ladies that didn't oh, understand. Yeah. I'm like, if you got a hip pack on, that's a target for me. Don't try it. Hey, Gunner, I barreled down that escalator like the juggernaut. I'm I'm waiting. I barrel up. What's funny hey, to me I is put, I put... <laughs> Hey, look at it. I put 300 pounds above my chest nowadays. I will rough you off. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I, I'm going to rough you off. Right. <laughs> um, number two, my dog, he's an idiot. Don't eat balloons, dummy. It's just, they're, not food. they're not food. No, <laughs> not. Balloons aren't food. Don't eat them. Don't eat them. It's your kid, but Jesus Christ, just stop doing number what you're doing. Uh, number three, since I'm being, I'm getting the uh, red light here from the Oscar uh, handler. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> me off the stage, folks. Um, <laughs> um, I got to say, people in parking lots right now, parking people can't park anymore. Like It's like cursive writing. These are simple skills that we really should reinforce. Writing is one of them. Parking is another because... I've seen some really horrendous violations in, in several parking lots over the last few weeks. We got to get it together. Because if you scratch my car, I carry a knife at all times. You're going to have four flats. All times. Let it be known. You're going to have four flats. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Get ready. Go to Costco, please. Check the prices. That's all I got. Or the knives or the tires. Hey, I've had to write take, notes take on picture. people's cars before, man. Like, not write notes <laughs> on their cars, but, like, write a note and put it on their car. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it on this Beamer, and it was, like, you know, one of those, it's, like, this thick paper, like, and it was raining, so I knew that joint would hopefully soak through on the paint. Oh, yeah. So I wrote that joint in, like, a mark. I was, like, way to park like an asshole. And it was like, I mean, this dude was caddy corner close to the curb. It was the only park in this old parking lot, like, where I used to work, right? It was in Atlanta. So I was like, oh, oh. I'm just going to be a dick. Oh, Gunnar, so let was, me tell you. Somebody, when I had my robe, 
left me a quarter inch to get into my uh, car. Luckily, it was the passenger side that was facing my drivers, and they left me a quarter inch to get in my car, basically. So, of course, I flattened the front passenger and the rear driver of their tire. (laughs) They don't Um, do. Yeah, I'm sad, savage. (laughs) Finish him. I I wasn't even a note. No. You, you, you don't work enough. You, you did the you did the, the the calm adult thing. I did the the angry teenager thing. I flattened the tires. I don't play that. You gonna learn. You gonna learn today, young fella. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm sorry. It's what it is. Sorry, not sorry. It's what it is. I'm truthful. Hey, this just did. Sandra Bullock apparently was offered the role of. Of the Matrix, of Neo in the Matrix before Keanu Reeves. That was Will Smith, apparently. Everybody, they want everybody for that, huh? Really? I just read this just now. I was like, as we're speaking of Sandra Bullock, otherwise I would have brought it up. I was just like, whoa. I would have seen Chris Tucker as Neo. That would have been hilarious. That would have been annoying. Hello? You know what? Hello? All right, all right. Next, next episode, we'll, we'll try to recap some big movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that a sign to you. Hey, the, to super, the Superman cast is Nick Cage. No, Jeff, no. we need an episode dedicated to that. Thanks as always. Thanks y'all out there for listening. This episode of Loud Movie Files has been filed.